Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky, and alongside us this week, we have a special guest. If you watched Free Money this week, which you should have because we went 3-0, you notice our thumbnail was significantly better than the 13 weeks prior, and that's because we have Aiden Conklin on, who did the thumbnail and designed our logo, so... Yeah, that's right. Glad we can get him on. He's also a tormented Vikings fan, so, uh, yes, we're going to have to bring him on to discuss some pain... Another kicking problems in Minnesota yeah, this week. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it was a wild week just for kickers, like, all across the board. I don't know if it was just, like, getting towards the playoff nerves or, like, people watching the other games, but Dan Bailey missed four kicks. I mean, that's pretty much the game right there. That's, like... Yeah, I, he left ten points on the board, I think it was. Yeah. It was three field goals and an extra point. That is a whole different ball game. He makes two of those. Yeah, I mean, like, the Bucks <clears throat> were always going to be a tough opponent, but I think just, like, when you have to score a touchdown if your kicker's not getting on and just like that many points honestly i feel like they should probably caught him you know yeah well i because he's been inconsistent he's not been like super good the browns said the same thing in that monday night game and it came down to the wire it literally came down to who had the ball last but cody parkey missed a chip shot really early in that game if he makes that field goal might not be in a situation at the end where the browns lose that game so yeah i don't uh, I I agree though the kick the kicking was horrible this week but uh, you know Cody Parkey missing field goals and Vikings kickers missing big kicks seem to be like yeah. you know that's the one constant in the world. I'm not, I'm not really sure why the Browns took on Cody Parkey. I mean he hasn't really been like much better. I mean he hasn't been like as bad as he was in Chicago, but I think there's still problems and especially in clutch time. I feel like oh I I wouldn't trust him. Yeah, if it's Cody Parkey, I'm like Shit. just because the, the half of kicking is mental too. So, like, you have that in your head, uh, uh, double doink, oh, I got to make this, I got to make up for it. You're going to shank it white. That is just what happens. I think his confidence is shot. Well, you know what? Speaking of the Bears and Vikings, since you're a Vikings fan, we I figure we might as well talk about this. Uh, they have a big game coming up yeah. this week. Both of them in the hunt, technically. Bears stayed alive after thumping the uh, Texans, proving once and for all Mitch Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson. Um, who do you like? I, I'm assuming I know who you're going to take here. And between the two teams' playoff chances, who do you think has better odds going forward? I think a lot of things comes down to well, this game. But yeah. I think that 100% down to this game, both the Bears and the Vikings right now are 6-7, and seven, and the Cardinals are 7-6. and six. Now, they got the wild card. That's the spot that pretty much everybody's going to be going for short of uh, another team collapsing. And basically, I think what it comes down to is if – the Bears or the Vikings lose, they're pretty much out. Yeah. You have to win out. Whichever one uh, is winning this game, I think, as long as the Cardinals lose, like, one more game. Which they got the Rams, 49ers, and Eagles. So none of those are layups. Yeah, and if they lose one game, then they would be um, they would be at 9-7, and seven, which theoretically, then, if the Vikings or the Bears won out, they could tie them. Now, as far as the Vikings Bears game goes, um, I think it's definitely going to be uh, the thing to look at is defense. Um, for the Bears, just the fact their defense is kind of like the only thing they have. I mean, last week Mitch Trubisky did put up some good numbers, but ultimately, I don't know. I mean, do you really do you really trust like Mitch Trubisky to like be consistent uh, like that? No, but I trust him more than Nick Foles. Like, I think the offense these past couple weeks that he's been in has been moving the ball a lot better. I think he's got a better connection with Allen Robinson, and their offensive line is shit. And so he's mobile where he can make some plays with his legs. So I like the Bears' chances better. My only fear is, and I'm a big Mitch guy. I want Mitch to do well. Like, you know, I mean, fellow Mitch, we got to we gotta stick together. But 
I'm worried these last couple weeks are going to dupe the Bears into thinking, like, oh, he actually might still be the long-term solution when, and in fact, if you've watched him week in and week out these past three years, he's not. You kind of have to move on there. I mean, you never know. We'll, we'll see what he does these past couple weeks. I, I hope he does well, and I'd like to, you know, I want him to succeed in Chicago. I just, I don't, I'm being realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. So as far as this game goes, you know, he's had some pretty good success against the Vikings in his career. So I, I think it's definitely a winnable game. I think there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to, we, we, we shouldn't be able to win. Uh, a lot of it's going to come down to, uh, is the defense going to show up this week? Because like, as you said, that's kind of the strong point of our team. And it kind of looked like they quit against Detroit. It looked like they did not care against Green Bay. So now with playoffs on the line, are they going to step up in this one? We shall see. I don't really trust the Vikings defense that much either. I think, you know, you can, uh, you can move the ball downfield against them. So what I, I think this is a winnable game. And I would take the, if I had to pick, I, I'm taking the bears in this one. Yeah. I think it's really going to end up uh, coming down to uh, whether or not the bears can stop the run. Last time they played, they were doing pretty good up until uh, Akeem Hicks went out of the game. Yeah. And it just kind of collapsed. Dalvin Cook it was just breaking and getting that separations. And if he's like, if they're getting those spots for him, if they can readily run the ball, then they're not going to have to rely on Kirk Cousins. He can get open on those play action passes that he's used to, get down the field to Justin Jefferson. And ultimately, I mean, if Mr. Trubisky did play well last week, but like, let's remember, I mean, that was the. Texans, their defense is not known for being super good. So, like, is he is he back? I don't know. Um, the Vikings defense again, not very good. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think the Vikings got it. Their their offense has been playing really good all year, even in the games they've lost. And the Bears typically this year in third quarters, fourth quarters, times where the Vikings are really doing very well are just not putting up. So I think they got it. Do you regret or do you think the Vikings regret? Uh, trading Unique and Gagwe, because right now, because when they 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 dumped them, they were kind of like what it was like one in five. Mm. The season looked kind of bleak. Now in the midst of a playoff hunt, kind of nice to have him up front because he, I've seen a lack of a pass rush these past couple weeks. Like Tom Brady, he, he was shaky early on, but he looked pretty comfortable standing back there and late in that game. Do do you wish you kept hold held on to him or good trade? I mean, it's tough because like. At the time, I was like, all right, let's get the playoff. Like, or let's get the draft picks, Um, you know, rebuild the defense. But, like, as bad as the defense is right now, um, I kind of feel like we do need the pass rush just because quarterbacks have so much time. And, like, Jeff Gladney really hasn't been, like, the number one pick that we thought he was going to be. And just with, like, mediocre quarterbacks without any pass rush, I think we'd definitely be doing a lot better with him. Sticking with the Vikings really quick, we're doing some Rookie of the Year conversation these past couple episodes. The one guy we haven't really mentioned as much is Justin Jefferson. Well, I've said all year, I think this guy might be a top 10 receiver in this league. Uh, I think it was a pretty good trade you guys made for both, I guess, for both sides. Give me your Rookie of the Year pitch. Why is Justin Jefferson the best rookie in the NFL? Well, the first thing you just need to look at is yards. I mean, he dropped out of the top five this week, but he's like right up there. I think he's at like around number seven right now. Over a thousand yards, first Vikings rookie to do that since Randy Moss. Pretty good and, company. Yeah, and I think the thing that the, the really big selling point about the guy is his route running. Like, if you watch film on him and you see him, like he will just completely juke people out. And it's not even like he's so much faster. I mean, he's a fast guy, but like I think it's really just those routes and he's getting like open. 
it's breaking people's ankles, you're getting connections. And I mean it was a big wide receiving uh class of rookies this year. And I think out of all of them, Justin Jefferson has performed the highest. I agree with it. Yeah, I I think he should win it. I I, I was I kind of forgot about him. I'll be completely honest. I was campaigning for Antonio Gibson. I think he lost his uh, spot just because like, it's almost and not that I forgot about him, but he doesn't play like a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like he's been in the league for like five years now. He's been he's fit in seamlessly. It's almost like yeah, yeah just I mean, like Stephon really Diggs. Just, they really just took Stephon Diggs out. And just <laughs> like all right, here we got we got yeah, another got guy. Another it's like the Steelers in the receiver factory. Moving on, I got this has been more of a hot around around sig gap. There's been two pretty uh, constant debates throughout the year, and one of them's been on Carson Wentz, who I've defended most of the season. It's been getting hard to defend him. I still think deep down there's a good quarterback in there somewhere. He's just not in the right situation. But Jalen Hurts coming in, beating the New Orleans Saints. It's a pretty big win. It kept the Eagles' playoff chances alive, and it was a game the Saints kind of needed because now they don't have the one seed. Do you think this proves in Philly that Carson Wentz was the problem? I mean, I think it absolutely does. Like, people uh, have been saying for a long time, oh, Carson just doesn't have the weapons. You know, he's in a bad team. And I think that is very true. He doesn't have great receivers. He doesn't have, like, a great O-line. But at the same time, I mean, he's not running like he used to. You put in a fresh young quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he's getting to the outside. He's not getting sacked. Carson Wentz, I believe, has 50 sacks this year. That's too many sacks. And if Jalen Hurts... Can get out, um, you know, evade the defense a little more. You know, he's making competent throws. He looked good. And, you know, to go from a team that's, you know, looked very shaky, a lot of bad throws, drops, um, sacks, fumbles, you know, games of turnovers, to just beating a big team like the Saints, I think you got to say, like, you know, well, maybe, you know, Carson Wentz wasn't the full problem, but definitely I think you can say definitively that you've fixed a problem by putting Jalen Hurts in there and that the team is better with him uh, in the backfield. I'll be honest. I think from one week, I still have to give it more time. And maybe it's partly because of the Carson Wentz bias, but that was a perfect trap game for the Eagles. You're facing a really good team who is, you know, they haven't had any tape on your quarterback, little to none. So they don't know what they're really game planning for. And, also, you still have Taysom Hill, who's playing quarterback for the Saints, who, while he's been good, I mean, I think is the Saints' lowest scoring three games this season has been with Taysom Hill at quarterback. So they're a little bit limited there in what they can do. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for, like, kind of a sleeper game, and they came out a little flat. And also, I, don't, I think Jalen Hurts, he almost cost them the game with a fumble late. So I'm still, I think the defense is overperformed, and it was a lack of film. I still think he's going to be running into some of the same problems these next couple weeks. I hope I'm wrong because Jalen Hurts is really easy to root for. Like, I'm not going to root for anyone to fail. I just see – I I right. do not see it continuing. I still think this team misses the playoffs, and I'd be surprised – you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think that, that uh, that's probably going to go to the Giants or the um, football team. Um, definitely does need, like, one or two more games, and I don't think he's going to be good, but, like, I think they definitely got to move on from Carson Wentz, even though they have to got, got to keep paying him. That's a lot, though, to move yeah. on from him. I mean, they did give him, and Doug Peterson stuck with him as long as he could. But when you're paying a guy that much, that's hard to get someone to take on that contract. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I'd be happy to have him with the Bears, although I don't know how he would be behind that offensive line, too. He just, 
He might need to change the scenery. I mean, it's hard for him, though. Like, you drive to the stadium, and there's a statue of your backup when you're pulling into work. Like, it's like, oh, man, I, that should have been me out there if it wasn't for yeah. that damn injury. And then all week, all, all year this year, you got to hear about Jalen Hurts. Oh, when are you putting in Jalen Hurts? When are you putting in Jalen Hurts? So, I do feel bad for the guy. Uh, one more interesting point. And, you know, I, I promise this is going to be the last week I discuss it because, you know, I think I've proven my point. But Baker Mayfield lit it up once again on Monday Night Football. And let's just look at the numbers since week seven when Odell went down with the injury. Touchdown to interception rating, Shio. 13-2, that ranks 6th in the NFL. Passer rating, 106.9, that's pretty good. That ranks 6th as well in the NFL. And passing yards per attempt, 8.3. 8.3, that went up. That is 4th in the NFL. Case closed. Y'all said I was crazy. The numbers do not lie. The man is better without Odell. This is not a shot at Odell. I think Odell's a great receiver. This is He's dragging Baker down. He needs to spread the ball out. He can't be forcing throws to a star receiver like that. That's why the interceptions and turnovers are down. He's not force-feeding Odell Beckham. That's the last I'll say about it. But I hope you people, there was a bunch of you, y'all said I was crazy. The numbers do not lie. He's playing the best football of his career. He's two 300-yard games against the Ravens and the Titans, who are both pretty darn good teams. Those are playoff-caliber teams, and he stepped up two weeks in a row. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that you're not, like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but, like, I think you also got to consider the fact that Chubb was out for a good portion of the year. And also, like, they got a new head coach, Kevin Stefanski, coming in. It's going to – no preseason. It takes a while for a team to get used to, uh, like, a whole new um, offense, the way they're running it. And so I would say that, you know, Baker, has he been playing better recently? Yeah, he has. But is that because OBJ is hurt? I don't know. I would say that that might – Maybe, you know, maybe that made Jarvis Landry step up more. He's playing better. I don't know if you can definitively say that yet, though. Well, I think if you look at what he did last year with all those weapons, with Odell on the field, and then you look at him with what he's done without, maybe not definitively. Like, you can't really definitively say anything. in the end, But, like, the circumstantial evidence points to Baker's better without Odell. I hated the trade when it happened. I think if you look at the Giants won that trade. Yeah, I mean, that has nothing to do with this argument, but the Giants got the better end of that trade. Because they're doing better off without him, too. Just saying. Anyway, we can we, <laughs> we can move on from that. I've been obnoxious about that, but, you know, everyone was calling me crazy. I, I had to prove my point. Uh, We'll go Buffalo Bills. Buffalo they, Bills. Look, they look pretty good. They, yeah. Do you buy the Buffalo Bills? Do you think this is a legit uh, contender? Yeah, no, I do. I think that Diggs was, like, definitely a weapon they needed. Um, I, they've got a layup coming this week against the Broncos with no <laughs> cornerbacks. Um, yeah. Uh, but like Josh Allen, you know, last year in the um playoffs, you saw him and he looked very unpolished, like uh, you know, just not with that experience. This year, I think he's making throws. He's, you know, working with a a better team, and I mean, they've beaten every good opponent they've gone up against. Yeah, no, they, well, I mean, they lost, they got spanked by the Titans Okay. early yeah, in the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's early, so stuff can change. I will, I will, I'll say this for the Bills. I'm not completely sold on the team yet, but I have been very critical of Josh Allen, and he looks like the real deal. Like, some of the throws he's making, especially against the 49ers, is the one that really stood out. He's, low, he's moving out of the pocket, side-arming it. He's got a huge arm, super athletic. He looked like Patrick yeah. Mahomes out there. 
You give them some weapons with digs, and all of a sudden, they, they look really good. The red zone offense is phenomenal. And the defense, I'll say this for the Bills, they've been very good in the red zone uh, as well. So they have one of the best red zone defenses in the NFL. They're well coached. So this is a team that can win a couple playoff games. Yeah. I don't see them knocking them up. My thing with the Bills is, I don't see anyone. I don't. I don't see them beating the Chiefs, like because the only way they can do it is in a shootout. And you're not beating Patrick Mahomes in a shootout. Why well, I think the Titans, who I think the Bills are better today than the Titans, but I think the Titans or a team like the Colts is set up better to beat a team like the Chiefs. Like I can see one of those two beating the Chiefs. I don't see the Bills doing it. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, or not, I kind of like, understand what you're saying, just because there's the more. Um, I don't know, but I don't see the Titans beating the, beating the Chiefs. To be honest. Um, Maybe the Colts, but with their quarterback, I honestly do think the Bills have a maybe better chance than both those teams just because, uh, I mean, the one thing is the Bills don't have a great run, but um, the Chiefs not a great run defense. And, I mean, we were talking about Spawn Diggs, but I think another part you got to talk about is Cole Beasley because yeah. Spawn Diggs with his, like, you know, he's got a 1,000 yards and he's attracting a lot of double coverage, you know, the best cornerbacks. They're all going on him. And Cole Beasley, you know, he's a pretty good receiver. He's been putting up numbers, and he's been connecting with Allen. And for most of the part, he's been being left, like, on the second guy, you know, or unguarded, you know, for a lot of layups. And I think that their offense has just been really cranking out numbers. That's a good – no, that's a good point. I mean, he wants – he's open He's open all the time. It's like, why aren't they covering Cole Beasley? He seems yeah. to be open every play. That is that. No, I, I agree with that. He was decent last year, too. But it's almost been like a career year for him, yeah. kind of like a renaissance. I, the only reason I don't see that, like you said, and you alluded to it, they don't run the ball all that well. And the defense is still middle of the pack. It's not top tier yet. Um, I know the Chiefs have been struggling, but I'm not ready to say they're better than them today. But, however, I would put the Bills. We had, as we'll do, we'll go top. If you had to do your top five teams in the NFL, we'll go top five power rankings. We'll, we, I kind of update them every week, but we'll go a new refurbished one. Uh I'll give you so my my top five right now. Number one, I'm going the Chiefs. I think that's that's a landing. And they've been playing poorly, and they've still pulled out wins. Like that Dolphins game, they look horrible. Like they turned the ball over three times against a good Dolphins team, and still won that game. So just imagine once Andy Reid gets that figured out. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. So that, that, I got them number one. Uh, number two, I still like the Saints. I think that defense is really good. Taysom Hill's been adequate at quarterback. Don't let that loss fool you. That that that's a that is a good uh, football team. There, uh, number three, I'll probably go. I hate to say because I just said I don't think they could beat. The, I'll probably go Buffalo Bills, my third best team right now. They they look really good. Uh, and then I probably round it out. We'll go Packers four, and I really like the uh, Rams in number five. I think the Rams are better than everyone thinks. That's that. Those would be my top five right now. Which is weird because I think the Bills and the Packers are kind of in a similar. The Bills are a better team, but like Packers, I don't see like winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, they can't run the ball. Yeah. Like, they go up against a physical team like the Saints. They're not winning that game again. I know they won early on in the year, but the weather gets colder. You're in a playoff game, and the Super Bowl, I I don't see them winning that. Yeah, so I mean, number one, I think it has to be the Chiefs. I mean. Like, against the Dolphins, that was, like, a bad game. But I think the thing about Patrick Mahomes is he never really plays, like, a fully bad game. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like a bad, like, first half or three quarters, and then it's, like, all right, well, he's, still, he's going to still do that, you know, like, down the field yeah. touchdown drive at the end of the game. Yeah. So I think Chiefs number one. Um, I don't know about the Saints as number two just because 
honestly, I feel like Taysom Hill is not that reliable at quarterback. And they just haven't had, like, this, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen too much from Alvin Kamara, like, recently. I mean, he was going off, like, earlier, but, like. Yeah. Well, Taysom's been better throwing lines. Like, he had a couple nice throws. Well, there was, like, one, he threw a deep ball. I think it was to Michael Thomas. I was like, oh, well, that, was, that was kind of a nice throw. But they have been keying in on Kamara a little bit more. He's been he's been quiet. So I do agree with you. Yeah. As um, as much as I hate to say it, I honestly think that um, I, w- I want to say maybe the Packers might be better than the than the Saints. So you're going Packers too? Yeah. See, if I play, if they play the Packers in a game. Knock, no, because the Packers' defense isn't good. That, that defense yeah. is a problem. And I, Aaron Rodgers, I'll give him all the props. I didn't yeah. want to admit it. The guy should be the MVP. As of right now, he should be MVP of the league. And Devontae Adams, I've always said, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers makes him better. Like, he, he's a top five receiver. Like, that offense is clicking. I'll go. So, I'll go. I'll go. You know, I'll say Bills number two, Saints, and then Packers number four, and then. I would have said the Seahawks, but I think at this point, yeah, the Rams. No, yeah, I, the Rams defense has just been locked down. I mean, you see, like they're putting like three guys on Aaron Donald, and he's still busting through. And, and records don't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. It's about like how you win. Games. I'm looking at teams like do do I think they can win playoff games? And yeah. I think the Rams is the team that's built to win playoff games. Like Henderson can run the ball. Jared Goff, when he's comfortable, he puts the ball on time and on target. He can throw. He throws a nice spiral. Then you got Aaron Donald clogging up the middle. Leonard Floyd's having a breakout season. And then Jalen Ramsey, like, forget it. That's a team that's built to win playoff games. I would take the Rams over the Packers if they were to play today. I would, too. Because I think that, like, I mean, Devontae Adams is a good receiver, but I think they would put put, uh, Jalen Ramsey on him. Yeah. And that's, like, that'd be a really good matchup, but I don't think that you would see Devontae Adams having a breakout game with Jalen Ramsey on him. And there's not really, like, a big number two on the Packers. So, yeah, yeah. You know what? Now that I say that, I'm moving the Packers to five on mine. Everyone's yeah, moving up a maybe, slot. Maybe. Rams going for it. Yeah, because they're good, so they deserve to be in the top five, but they're not winning. They're, I don't see them making it past the NFC Championship game. Like, they'll win a playoff game, but they're not getting past that because they'll have bye, most likely. I, I think. Anyway. Agree? Get you, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Who, I so think- you had – sorry, recap yours. You had Chiefs. You going Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Saints, Saints and then I'll sw- I'll swap the Rams, Packers. Rams, Packers. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. I think that's good. I I like I like the Rams. Well. We let's see. Got any other storylines from the NFL this week? Um, I don't think there's any big ones. Oh, Lamar. Yeah. The poop Lamar. game. Was he taking a poo or not? Was it cramps or did he have to take a shit? Well, I think the thing that we really got to focus on is, like, the clip of him walking back. I mean, it didn't really look like he was cramping. I mean, no, like, that looked it like, looked a- like it would look like he was walking. I think that Lamar just doesn't want to, you know, go on TV and be like, yeah, I was taking a massive shit. But, like, honestly, I don't know why he wouldn't. Because if, the, like, if it was me, I would be like, hell yeah, I was taking a shit. I came back and I still won the game. Like, that's a, that's a legendary story. Like, there's no reason not to say that. Yeah, it reminds me. But oh, I think again. one more point is: since when do you go to the locker room when you're cramping? Like you, you can like deal with that on the side of the field, bro. They got trainers like right there. That's you true. don't need to go to the locker room for that. I remember this. When I was watching. The, I'm a big Nebraska fan, and one game their quarterback Tommy Armstrong. They're playing Oregon, who was ranked at the time, and they were about to, like it was late in the game, and they were like close to beating him. And Tommy was like drinking, like he was cramping. 
and they were giving him like pickle juice on the sideline. He looked like a pregnant woman. They were just feeding him pickle juice because he was it's like, yeah, man, I was cramping, and apparently that helps. Like that could, that's a good point. They could have done that with Lamar. Yeah. And in his post game comments, they're talking about he's like, oh, I wasn't pulling a Paul Pierce. Like he had that reference ready, and Paul Pierce. I don't know if you know the story. He left the playoff game on a wheelchair. And they're like, oh, my God. And they came running out of the locker room later. Well, it was because he was about to shit himself. So they had to wheel out on a wheelchair. Jeez. And then he came back. And so he pulls out the Paul Pierce reference, like, almost like he had it prepared. Like, yeah, this man was definitely using the bathroom. And it cost Trace McSorley the rest of the season because of it. So I hope yeah. you enjoyed yourself, Lamar, because your backup's out now. But hey, you know what? Well, I think, I think the, the next question you have to ask yourself is if he, like, so theoretically, assuming that he did go and take a shit, you think that if he holds it, he throws that touchdown pass, or you think he throws the game? No, no, he's throwing the game. It's kind of yeah. like Mike McCarthy on Thanksgiving, yeah, where it was, so. like, close. He's like, oh, man, I just want to go eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this burn the clock. Let's fucking blow it. Uh, just run a fake punt or something. I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah, the mother's probably the same way. He's like, man, I got shit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they get they gotta they gotta <laughs> get the fucking uh, porter potties in um, Baltimore. That's well, I, they should have the porter potties on the sidelines everywhere because you get all these clips. I remember there's who was it? It was one of the it was like a kicker for the Chargers. He had to pee in the corner and they had a bunch of guys like holding up towels for him. Imagine that's yeah. your lot in life. You work you work so hard to get to the NFL sideline. You're like, oh look, mom, that's me squeezing the water, holding up uh, Bagley's pee yeah. towels. Like, Ugh. Jeez. <laughs> But good, hey, good for Lamar. Is any other worthy scores going through here? Uh, not really. Uh, Vikings, Colts, Raiders, Jets. Really quickly, are they going zero sixteen? Do you think they can win one game? I think they might win Week Seventeen. Who do they play Week Seventeen? I don't. I'm not sure right off the bat of my right off the bat, but like I feel like Week Seventeen, if they're not playing a team that has playoff aspirations, they might be able to win. Let's see. I'll pull it up right. They got the Patriots week seventeen. Yeah, the Patriots probably aren't going to the playoffs. They got the I mean, Rams, Browns, and Patriots. Oof, that's tough. That's a I tough schedule. I could easily see them losing all their games. I think if you're the Jets, you might want to. If you're Adam Gase, you might want to just put like one on there just to not be that team that you know. I know. Win. So you go zero and sixteen. That that might be the worst team. That this might be worse than that Lions team that went zero and sixteen. Yeah, they are bad. Like, they have no depth whatsoever. Uh, the uh, Atlanta playing Atlanta on, in California, the Chargers-Falcons, that was a funny game to watch. Neither one of those teams yeah. wanted to win those. So just a bad, bad game. All right, you know, we'll go to the last, last topic of discussion for, for the football. Uh, the Washington football team, they beat the 49ers. Giants lost this week, so that puts Washington in first place. Who do you think's taking the NFC East division? I'm still going with the Giants just because they have the tiebreaker, but Washington looks good. Like, Ron Rivera has a case to be coach of the year. Cancer, starting a quarterback with one leg. Then Alex Smith goes out. He's on basically, he's back to Dwayne Haskins in that one. They still win that game. Like, I think it's been a good turnaround in Washington. Well, I think for New York, like, Daniel Jones is a pretty solid quarterback, and they know that. I mean, he's back at this point, right? Yeah, he, he was playing with an injury against the Cardinals, yeah. so I think that, that kind um, of pampered him. And the Washington football team really doesn't. I mean, they got their third string in now, but their defense has been playing phenomenally, and they've got some really good wide receivers, and I just think they've been playing, like, a better team. And the Giants, I mean, the Giants tend to fumble the bag, you know? So you're going, you're I'm going Washington football team. I think Washington? they're going to take the division. Well, here's what, here's what the schedule looks like. The Giants got the Browns this week. 
that's a tough game. The Ravens and the Cowboys. So realistically, they're going. They're gonna have to go two and one at least. I think they're. I think you're going one and two there. Let's see what the uh, what's Washington's schedule look like. Uh, really quickly, you, you know, you might be right. I might have been wrong on this one. Uh, where's their schedule? Washington football team schedule. The Washington football team. This is tantalizing radio right now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. They got the Seahawks. Ooh, they're probably losing that game. Panthers and the Eagles. Yeah, Washington's, Washington's going to win that division. Washington's yeah, I think they got win. it. I think they're going to win the division. They're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to get absolutely smoked. And I think that's like all we could really expect from that division. But, yeah, I mean, taking like, a, taking a harder playoff spot from someone yeah. else. Although the narrative's kind of changed because they look at the the Bears and the Vikings are in the hunt, and they both have losing records. So a Washington six and seven too. And they might not be as that division might not be as bad. As we once thought. Finally, I might, I better touch on this. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he just signed a big contract for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, staying in Milwaukee another five years. Many people thought it would be a signing trade. I'm happy for him. I'm glad I stay in Milwaukee. NBA, it's too much. Oh, I can't win here. Let's just go buddy up with someone else and create a super team. I'm glad he's trying to build something in Milwaukee. That's how you go down as an all-time great. You, you can win in your current situation. Not running off to... Miami to join a super team. And I like LeBron, too. So, But good for him. They're not winning the title. Lakers are stacked. They're going to win that thing. Is there anything else we, we missed? Are there any other topics we you feel need to be discussed? No, I think so. I, I agree with you. Thank you so much for listening. By the way, got to make our plug here. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and our network, you go to our Twitter. We have a couple links that we've been retweeting uh, over the course of the past couple weeks for Fanatics. You need to get some last-minute Christmas shopping done. Go to Fanatics. Use our link. Anything you buy, they kick a percentage to the Unhinged Network, uh, which runs our podcast, and we get a cut of that as well. So we appreciate any of your support. If you're going to do some holiday shopping, might as well kill two birds with one stone. That's all I got for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for Aiden Cochran. Yep. Filling in nicely. Right. Vikings expert. Well, maybe we'll bring him back uh, next week to recap the uh, Bears' uh, yeah. right victory. Right after the, the Vikings. Vikings smoke the Bears. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your week.